On the Golf Science Lab podcast this past week, we had on Dr. Brett McCabe. We talked about some of his myths that he believes that a lot of us have bought into in this world of the golf mental game. It was a fantastic conversation where we really broke down a lot of these ideas around performing at your best. We talked about some concepts around, do you just trust the process? Do you? Do you? Listen to the podcast, you'll find out if that's a myth or not. But after we finished that conversation, we went through a round of quick questions so we get to know Brett a little bit better. Most memorable golf trip for you? You know what? I've never been on a golf trip. Maybe you should take one. Yeah, maybe I should. And you know, it's funny. And and the reason I say that is I've only gone on one travel golf thing. And it was for a, when I was on the board of directors at my club. We went for a two-day retreat and played at the Honors Course in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Incredible place. But I've never done the, hey, let's everybody get together and go out and have a great, you know, uh, you know, three or four days on a, on a great resort area and have a great time. And And one of the reasons for that is when I first finished college, then I went to grad school, we had kids young. And when you're, you know, you're having kids and you're in grad school and you're making $12,000 a year, the last thing you really think about is, hey, I want to go blow some money at a golf trip. Now, my vision, my dream for it was that. I mean, like I would have loved to have done that. The reality was it wasn't possible. And then after I finished school and started making some money, my kids are a little older and, and, they're now 21 and 17, and so it was a little bit harder for me to find time to go. And so I've really never done it. I've talked about doing it on several occasions, but it's uh, it's not something that that I've ever done. So I guess I'm lame in that way. That's that's okay. That's okay. The next question for you is what book do you give to golfers or give to people besides your own, although everyone should have a copy of your book, besides your own that you, you give to people that recommend the most? Yeah, the the two books that I'm the hottest on right now are two books from Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy. And and the reason for that is the vast majority of people who come to see me, regardless of what phase they are in their career or their life, they're going through some sort of a struggle. What I love about Obstacles of the Way is it's it's time, you know, it's time tested. It's been around for a while from a stance of the message and the 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 information, you know, being based on Stoic philosophy and applications of Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and Epictetus. But what they're so good about is understanding that, you know, many times we come to a response, emotional response, and what we need to learn to do is endure and realize that as long as we're in the midst of it, we're okay. And and so I use those quite a bit. I actually uh, sent sent Ryan Holiday a message, and he and I started a back-channel conversation and let him know, it's like, if a player's injured, I give it to them. If it's they're going through a struggle, I give it to them. It's, it's my go-to. It's an easy book to read. Um, both of them are. They have great messages, and really in today's world, understanding to not be so reactionary is brilliant. The obstacle is the way is on my nightstand, and I was reading it last night, so that is an excellent suggestion. <laughs> that yes, is a love good it. choice. Now, I will tell you, I will tell you this. Yeah. I, I am a big believer in, I love reading historical biographies, and I don't like to read sports psychology books, and I'm going to say this, I think most of them are garbage, and the reason I think most of them are garbage is they take information and they write it in a way that kind of overgeneralizes the information. And then they have one topic and they tell it five different stories about that topic. And I would rather, for me, read applications of the material that has come to true life or something like that. So a book that I read recently was a book called Flyboys by James Bradley about 
I think it was about 10 different Navy pilots that were shot down over um, Chicho Ima back in the Pacific theater of World War II. You know, you want to read a book on sports psychology and mental focus? That's the book. Now, I'm not saying that there's not other good sports psychology books out there. Just for me, I, I would rather look at an application from other areas and then bring it into psychology. Who in the industry, whether it's a, another coach or a player that you work with or anyone that has had a, a big influence on the way that you, um, that you approach your craft? There's, there's nobody bigger than my coach that I played for. He was an early forefront in the mental game, Skip Bertman. He was a big believer in understanding the way the mind worked and using it as an advantage. And most people pay at lip service. They do it because they think they need to. They don't do it because they want to become the best at it. I'm fortunate enough to work at Alabama under Coach Saban and seeing those things about the application at a further level. And so that's the big application. Some of the other influencers I look to, though, uh, I think John Gordon's stuff is excellent. I think um, I really like Trevor Moad's material, Moad Consulting. Greg Carton's a great guy. Uh, I love to listen and, and learn from Greg. Usually it requires a glass of whiskey. Um, but, uh, you know, there's guys like that. I mean, I think anybody that we – I love studying entrepreneurship. So people who are entrepreneurs, to me, it's the competition of business at a high level. So it's – I think anybody in that perspective – I've kind of turned on to a guy by the name of Andy Frisella recently, who's the uh, who has a podcast called the MFCEO. I think his stuff is excellent as well. You're standing on the first tee with a golfer. They're about to go play, and they want to obviously shoot, shoot a low score. What is the one thing you're going to tell them before the tee off? Get ready for the battle. You know, the golf is – we treat golf too much like our moms used to treat Thanksgiving, is that they would spend days preparing for it worrying about where everybody was going to sit to make sure that the peas were warm at the right time, that the bread was coming out of the oven at the right time, that they forget to enjoy it when it's over. And we need to look at golf from a perspective of you're about to go into a five-hour battle of un- uncertainty. You don't know where the ball's going to bounce. You don't know how it's going to go your way or whether it is going to go your way, but you have to be locked and loaded for the ups and the downs and the goods and the bads. And if we could get rid of the mindset that golf is a game of feeling good and hitting good shots and, and staying calm, then you can actually go play and realize that over those five hours, you're going to have a third of your holes are going to go good, third of your holes are going to go bad, and a third are going to have a choice which way they're going to go, and your attitude makes the difference. You just finished a, a workshop or a session, and a 15, 16-year-old young person comes up to you and says, hey, I, you know, I want to play on the PGA Tour. What do you say to them? Let's go for it. Like, I love it when people, you know, when kids are in college and they say, I want to be a lawyer. And people go, oh, don't go to law school, right? Because there's always going to be the top of the heap, okay? There's always going to be some somebody that's, that's leading the generation. There's always going to be somebody succeeding. And if you want to be a PGA Tour professional, you've got to be willing to do what it takes and make the sacrifices to achieve it. And while we romanticize the top 50 players in the world for the financial benefits that they have, there's a whole lot of people up on that mountain that are striving to get to the top that aren't having the success financially that they desire. That doesn't mean that they're not reaching their goals and it doesn't mean they're not fulfilled. It's like when I set up the mindset, I mean, people would say, well, you can't really make it as an independent psychologist doing this and only working with sports. And while I understand that, and I understand that other people's fears are often what they're being passed upon on me, I was going to go for it with everything I had. And so what I'd tell that kid is, okay, if that's what you're willing to do, there's no guarantee you're going to succeed. But there's, there is only one guarantee is that if you don't go for it, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. (laughs) 